Welcome to This Week in Marvel. This is Judy Stevens, the woman of Marvel, uh, spotting in here to take up some of the work. That was terrible. I don't even know what I just said there. I've never had to do one of these podcasts before. I'm, oh, really? I, I manage a woman of Marvel podcast, so I'm used Ooh. to saying my intro. <laughs> I don't know what the boys' intro is. so well, I, who cares? That's yeah, just, we'll just know. make it work. Okay. We'll Wait, make what's, it work it, what's it called? Woman of Marvel podcast. So we talked to the women. Okay. Woman power. Then why don't I introduce yeah. it? You could totally introduce it. It's called This Week in Marvel. But is it like, what? It, it's This Week in Marvel, but it's a woman in Marvel thing? No, I just, that's what I normally that's manage. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> this Week in Marvel. Welcome to This Week in Marvel. This is Judy Stevens, producer, and I have two special guests with me. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? The Wednesday Night Delight, Johnny Mundo. And I am La Huera Locataya, and we are here from Lucha Underground. So for those who may not know so much what Lucha Underground is, why don't you explain what it is? Lucha Underground is a brand new wrestling show. It's on the El Rey Network. It airs every Wednesday at 8 p.m. And it is a combination of Lucha Libre, the stuff that you're used to seeing in Mexico, and American pro wrestling, and uh, the gritty, grindhousey action film vibe of Robert Rodriguez. It's really like a, you know, a comic book or a graphic novel come to life um, when you think about how the, co- the characters are and the action sequences and everything that goes into it. So it's, uh, it's very different from anything else that you're going to get on television right now. And it's also different because you guys have like seasons. You actually got a break between season one and season two. And so season two is airing now on Wednesdays. How is it different for like those who, are, who aren't necessarily wrestling fans? Um, for those who aren't wrestling fans, uh, it might be just seem like regular wrestling if you've never watched wrestling before. But specifically, I think one cool thing that's uh, similar to um, the Marvel Universe is Lucha Underground is going further out there as far as we've got a character that's a dragon, there's a character from outer space, the storylines are darker. Yeah, there's rocks that have powers and, you know, there was a there's death, there's murder, there's people one. that come back to life, there's people that have died, you know, a thousand times. So there's a lot of supernatural so, elements yes, involved Yes, there's a lot of fantasy world involved in the world of wrestling, so. It does sound, it sounds really exciting, like, you know, like you sort of tune in each week and you, you don't know what you're going to get. Exactly. exactly. And another cool tie-in between um, Lucha Libre specifically and superhero lore is the whole idea of a mask, mm-hmm. which is which is something that has been around in Mexico for, for years, years, and years, and years and years and years. And I currently live in Mexico City, and I had you know I've learned a lot about how the mask is so significant in you know the luchador's persona. It gets it, you know gets passed down through generations from son to from dad to son or from mother to daughter or you know on on all the different spectrums like that and uh you know it's just like superhero they put that on and they they change and you know originally it existed to keep the two identities separate the idea that a wrestler in the ring is portraying someone that's larger than life Mm -hmm. and keeping that separate from that person's personal life the family kids um or yeah and there's like really you know huge legends in wrestling like el santo or or blue demon or people like that who literally will wear their they will not you know they get buried in their mask when they pass away. They never ever take that off in public. Um, you know, Mil Mascaras has been wrestling for you know he's 
He's like he's, 70. Yeah, he's like 70s. 70. And you never, ever, ever see them without their masks because that's a really traditional part of, of Lucha Libre. He still shows up at the shows and he's yeah, always got he's, like a super <laughs> nice suit. Yeah, he's got like a, <laughs> he's got like a suit and his mask. Like. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's, I mean, that actually is pretty much what a comic hero, what exactly. a superhero exactly. is. But people compare us to them and I think that uh, Lucha Underground really brings that to life in, you know, with us. So it's exciting. That's pretty great. How did you guys both get started in wrestling? I know that you were a ballerina at one point. Yes, I was a classically trained ballerina, and I was in theater, like a theater nerd, and I loved, you know, everything to do with the arts, and I did sport. I played all different kinds of sports. I then transitioned into fitness competition, which then led to um, to wrestling, and I trained in Canada for a few years, and then I went to Mexico, and, you know, the rest is really history. It's crazy how things happen, and I've just, you know, gone along for the ride, and super excited to now have brought in my character that I have in Mexico now to the States for everyone to see. I'm finally... Finally, you get to tag with Johnny Mundo. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. For for me, I was a huge pro wrestling fan when I was a kid, and then I got into high school and college. I went to UC Davis, I majored in film and geology, and nobody I knew was considering pro wrestling as a career. It didn't dawn on me. Like, that how do you something... get to that? It's like you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Like everyone's like taking the LSATs and grad school. <laughs> no one's talking about how to get into the squared circle. Um, and I was in college. I was I wrestled in high school and college, and then I started doing gymnastics and martial arts in college with the idea that I wanted to be an action movie star. And a reality show called Tough Enough started airing on MTV, and I just applied for season two and got rejected, and then applied again for season three and made it on season three. And the prize was a contract with World Wrestling Entertainment. And I won that, and that was like 14 years ago. And now I spent my most of my adult, adult life, life as a pro wrestler. Yeah. Is do you think that wrestling? So we always say that getting into the comic industry is like breaking out of jail. Once you do it once, you can't never do that way again. Do you think wrestling, getting into wrestling, is the same way, or do you think that there's sort of like a path that people? It's, I think it's you know just it's so hard. Like I didn't know what to do. Right? I remember watching Divas on TV when I was in high school and being like, wow, like I could never be like that. You know, like how did they, how does he even get there? Like Trish Stratus, who's also Canadian. And then I would like look it up and they found out they were all like fitness models and fitness competitors and they got scouted that way. So I was like, you know, okay, well I'll do that too. Because it's just so hard to figure out how it works, you know, and I was lucky enough to find um, Lance Storm School in Calgary, which really helped me, you know, get that foot in the door. But in Mexico, you have these kids who are starting Lucha Libre at five years old because it's part of their culture, just like a Canadian would put their kid in hockey, <laughs> you right. know, just a little bit different. And so everyone there has been like, there's some people that I've met, they're like, I'm 17 years old and I've been wrestling for 10 years. And you're like, what? Yeah. Uh, it's inc it's insane. But I mean, that really, like, you know, puts in perspective how much they value Lucha Libre. And it's like so awesome that, you know, me and John, who are not Mexican and are not Latin, like are able to be part of that world. But and both now speak Spanish. You don't speak Spanish. Yo si hablo español. So, I mean, I guess to answer your question, I would say, yeah, I think it is kind of like breaking out of jail in that everyone's path ends up being different. significantly different. Because, I mean, Taya, you uh, studied uh, with Lance, and then instead of just going straight to WWE, you've been living in Mexico City for four years. Yeah, and I... That's crazy. Took the belt from uh, one of the top... The, well, the top Mexican girl, and, you know, and now I'm... Uh, you know, making waves and making, creating my own his, my own story. Where and and in Mexico, everyone comes from like wrestling families, and so I always, you know, try to say, you know, I didn't come from anything. I just made it myself. You know, yeah, not riding on anyone's coattails. And uh, I'm very proud of myself. It's like a that unique story that. that no one else could 
I've never heard anyone else get into the business. Yeah, like because that. it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you started out as a ballerina. Yeah, like, well, all those years that my mom paid for those lessons really paid off now, right? <laughs> Finally. Yeah, exactly. Look at that charisma that I yeah. that I got. <laughs> all those tutus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I still am in spandex. Some of it's pink, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, he's wearing sparkles and pink spandex. Amazing. Uh, yeah. I think the costumes in wrestling is what I find the most fascinating part. Oh, it's totally part of your character. That's yeah. Like, it's exactly like, you know, Spider-Man putting on his spandex, we put on ours. When I was watching it as a kid, that was like, like, know it or not, that was one of the things that drew me in. It was like, everyone's got like these cool, cool outfits, outfits and this music and they hit these sweet poses. Look at all like, those sparkles and stuff. I want to grow up and rip my shirt off just like <laughs> Macho Man. <laughs> And I, I honestly believe that when I put on my outfit, I transform into the person, the character that you see on TV, or when that music hits, or things like that. And it's and people say like they watch me backstage, and I'm just like la 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 la, like in my own thing. The music hits, I walk through the curtain, and I've completely transformed. I don't know, I got magic in my fur boots, I think, but you know, you never know. <laughs> Well, so I want to wrap it up so we can continue our tour here at Marvel. Mm -hmm. Can you guys tease a little bit of what's coming for season two? Um, absolutely. Expect the same type of hard-hitting, fast-paced action that we uh, that you saw in Lucha Underground Season 1. Um, if anything, I would say Season 2 gets even darker. The stories get more complex, and the characters in and out of the ring are doing things that are further and further out there from anything you've yeah. ever seen before. Yeah, and the characters are just that much more complicated, and you'll really see something that's crazy. I yeah. can't wait for everyone to see. I want to watch. So. <laughs> yeah. so it's on Wednesdays? Wednesday nights on the Elway Network at 8 p.m. Yep. Great. Do you guys have Twitters that people can follow you at? Oh, yeah. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at the Ty Valkyrie, as well as on Facebook, facebook.com diagonal Ty Valkyrie. You can follow me on Twitter at the Real Morrison and on Instagram at John Hennigan. Great. Well, thanks for <laughs> joining us, guys. Thank you for having us. This is Marvel, your universe. You're welcome. <laughs>